Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 164, Fast and Furious, Lap 8. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode's brought to you by Nikon, the Cool Picks AW130, for if you want to take pictures of feet, because Dwight likes feet. Shout out to Nikon. Dwight does love feet. Well, welcome to the show. After the break, we'll be joined by Heather Antos to talk all about Los Bandoleros and Fast and Furious, the double dose. I was thinking, so like next time she's on, it's an easy assignment, just Fast Five, and then the one after that is like six, but no, 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 please don't watch the credit scene. But at yes. least for the first time in a while, the next one is just like a, hey, just do one movie, enjoy it, you yes. know. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last recorded? It snowed. Oh, it snowed so much. It's Oh, also, by the way, hold on, I'm sorry, I just gotta, what? this is a new microphone, I'm still playing with it. We recorded another episode, you and I together. It's wonderful. It's not out yet. Patrons, so it's Patreon exclusive. It's only for our patrons, TooFast2Forever.com. It's fucking incredible. I, like, I, you sent it to <laughs> me. It is so beautifully off the rails. So we were talking about Varsity Blues. We had on Mr. Slumber Party, Brian Rodriguez, and he was, one of the big questions, and I will tease this, was, is it the best high school movie? Is it the worst high school movie? And I just said it's the most high school movie. And I feel like that's the best way to describe this. Like, it's, I don't know if it's the best or the worst episode we've done, but it's definitely the most Too Fast, <laughs> Too Forever that we've done. I can agree with that. It's the most Too Fast episode we've ever released, for sure. Because it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It was I was I was laughing the whole first 45 minutes of recording. Yeah, I was laughing the whole first five 45 minutes of listening to the recording. It was just delightful. So hopefully if you guys are patrons, go listen to it because I got a huge kick out of it. And we talk a lot about Joey's new microphone. Oh, yeah. So we're going to so this episode will be out to patrons on Friday ish, which is like Friday the 5th. And then the Super Bowl episode, our Varsity Blues Super Bowl episode, will be out on Sunday the 7th. You'll have access to both. Uh, this will be out first. And then that. So if you're listening, you'll be like, I don't know where it is. It's coming soon. And then if you're not a patron, I just watched the episode of Simpsons where they have the uh, Robosaurus, Truckosaurus, Truckosaurus, sorry, Truckosaurus. Okay. If you're not there, you better be dead or in jail. And if you're in jail, break out. So like... <laughs> If you're not on TooFastTooForever.com supporting us and getting access to bonus episodes, do that because... It's a dollar. Or more if you want to give us more. We were, yeah. we were, I felt like we were close to convincing Brian to chime in at the $30 a month tier. We did not do it. We did not land that white whale, but we were close. We almost convinced him. Listen to the episode. So anyway, sorry to interrupt, but yes, we did snow. Snow happened. Snow happened... It was about a foot of snow, I think, we got here. Oh, so we got more than you for, I feel like, the first time in a while. Yeah, for the first time in a while. And, like, my lovely neighbors, that's the business, use their snowblower to, like, do our sidewalk. But, like, then I have, like, a little bit of the driveway and then out to the street because they plow it onto my side of the street. I, like, spent the an hour the past two days across two days 
like an hour each day shoveling out the car to get to like the road. Like I did it yesterday. I was like, okay, like I didn't do like behind the car, but I like did like the main big part, like until I was tired. And I was like, okay, cool. I got it. Like, so I can get the car out tomorrow morning. I just got to do just behind the car. It's totally fine. Then they plowed the street again last night. Yep. That's what happens. Yeah. So just plowed me right back in. I mean, like I did most of the work. It was like, you know, but I still had to move a lot of snow this morning. Did behind the car, got the car out. Yeah. I hadn't left the house in like two days because we were like snowed snowed it was it was a lot of snow dude yeah we got like 18 inches here it snowed sunday night into all day monday and stopped around dinner time on monday and i went out because i saw that my neighbor was shoveling and my neighbor across the street was shoveling and like i was like this feels like the time to do it peer pressure i saw well yeah kind of i mean there is like there's a i don't know if it's legally enforceable but like you have to clear your sidewalk for the oh, town like I've you gotten own in trouble for that before like i've gotten yeah. like a cop's notice because like it like it snowed and then i like cleaned it and then it snowed a little bit and i was like oh it's supposed to get warm like it'll melt and then it didn't it just like melted and froze and then like i got this note on my door that was like you know you have to shovel your sidewalk asshole like you should do it and i was like oh okay yeah so i was like i might as well do this and then when i was out there there was just like a plow in my street and i'm just i went up to them i'm like hey are you like do you work for the city or are you just, just around he's like no i just work for me i'm like how much would it cost to plow my driveway and he like wouldn't give me a number he's like but i'm not gonna hurt you i was like this is a weird conversation but okay (laughs) and i had spent i think i told you maybe i didn't tell you but on sunday morning before it snowed i spent like an hour jenga piecing or tetris piecing my garage because i've never put my car in my garage i have this like kind of sort of falling apart garage that's more of like a shed than a garage but I can just barely fit a car in there with wise. A small car. Yes, a small car. Like I have yeah. a Chevy Cruze, uh, yeah. so it barely fits there. So like your 4x4 or whatever, it, it would not fit there. Your Explorer, your Honda Pilot, it would not fit in there. Your other car would fit. The go-kart would fit. But go-kart would fit. Yeah, it would. But I spent a lot of time because I just used, like I have my patio table in there so it doesn't get snowed on. And I have my grill in there and I have a bunch of chairs and I have yeah, whatever. So I'm like, I'm like, I need to push all the stuff to the back. And like, I don't, like I cleared out a ton of it, but like I still have stuff in there that I need to get rid of. But I spent like an hour just like stacking things and rearranging things. And I got my car in with like two inches to spare in the in the back and like an inch to spare in the front like it was barely in there and i was so thankful that i did because like seeing what my neighbor's car looked like and also knowing that like i wouldn't have been able to really have a plow do my driveway definitely not i mean i do park near ish the street so i would have only had to shovel you know maybe like 10 or 12 feet but like that's what i did yeah that's exactly what i was doing because like i i do the same thing as you like i have a garage that I just don't use, but yeah. Right. Yeah, but like this guy, you know, he just plowed a pathway because I have like next to like this gravel lot-ish sort of thing and he plowed, I can get out. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, 50 bucks. I was like, sure. Considering my uh, second dose of the vaccine is on Friday, I was like, really any number because I was like, I was like, I don't know what number he's going to charge, but I figured the range was like 40 to 100. That was just like what I was feeling. It's a good, that's a good vibe. Yeah. And when I he said 50, that. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like that's way closer. Like if he was like 100, I'd be like, all right, yeah, fine, whatever. But yeah, like, like down with like you work with me a little bit here yeah. bud like 80 or something but yeah like 50s like okay and so you know it took him 10 or 15 minutes like it wasn't a lot of work when he's in a truck but like you know it would have taken me a couple hours and you know it's fine so i've just been like you kind of just going out every day and doing a little bit of shoveling like i shoveled everything i needed to on monday but then monday and tuesday and today i've just gone out there just like because it's it's warming up and i want to like i just want to clear stuff out and you know who knows 
But what else have you been up to other than snow? Nothing. Watching Prison Girlfriends, Love After Lockup. That's a lot of fun. Wait, is Prison Girlfriends the name of a show or is that like a nickname for a show like Glass Show, Knife Show? It's a nickname for a show like Glass Show or Knife Show. It's actually called Love After Lockup. It feels like we're in a world where like that could actually be the name of a show, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we're close. My favorite thing, though, oh, man, in like one week, you know what comes back? Uh, no, I don't. Temptation Island, the greatest trash TV of all time. It comes back. Not Love Island, not Love Island, that like bullshit where they look for love. This is Temptation Island where they try to ruin relationships live on TV and it is glorious. I cannot wait for it to come back. It comes back like in the middle of February, like I think like a week after the Super Bowl or something. So it's coming in like two weeks. I'm getting amped for it. There's already, they showed the first preview, so many tears it looks glorious. I'm excited. I was thinking T-I-E-R-S. I'm like, where are their tears? Oh, crying tears. Okay. Yeah, cool. like like full on, Got like, it. how could she do this? And just sure. like, yeah. Anything else of note or just that? Oh, that was the other thing. And then I ate cookies because Rachel baked cookies to <laughs> thank the neighbors for plowing our oh, sidewalk. Cool. And she made these awesome, she made like reverse chocolate chip cookies. They're some of my favorites. Did I ever talk about these? No. Like when you make like a chocolate cookie with white chips. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, they're like, they sell them at Subway. Did you ever see them in the tray? I haven't been to Subway in years. Really? It's a Connecticut-based company. Shout out Connecticut. That's like their claim to fame. There's fucking Subways like every other block in Connecticut. I have a weird history with Subway that there was a Subway in my town growing up that closed, and then the Subway near my house here closed. So like, I- You're jinx for Subway. I am a jinx, I guess. Yeah. Damn, dude. It's fine. The only thing I want to share, so I've, I've okay. been playing a game that I thought I was going to love a couple years ago, and I am really, really liking it. Uh, it's a game that Chris Podcast played. It came out in 2019 called Control. Um, it's by this company, Remedy, that made Alan Wake and Quantum Break. They made a couple games for Xbox 360, and maybe... Quantum Break sounds familiar. That came out... A long time ago, like when I was still playing games, because it sounds like familiar to me, so... No, that came out like five years ago, maybe, 2015-ish, uh, 20, okay. 2014, 2015, but... They're like kind of weird sci-fi sort of horror thriller, but like they're cool. And so this game control like was everybody said, like, if you love the other games, you're going to love this. And I was like, cool. And I just never got around to playing it because I always like, you know, when it comes to video games, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. So yes, yes. I bought the game on disc when it came out because I was like, I'm going to play it. Never got around to playing it. Then they had the digital version for 30 bucks. So I sold the disc for like 35 and I bought the digital for 30 because I'm like, same price. I'd just rather have it digitally. It's fine. Yeah. And then I bought the two DLC packs when they came out because they were like five, 10 bucks each or whatever. And I had those. And then they put out the Control Ultimate Edition. And the big thing here was that it's just, it's the, what I have. It's the game and the two DLC packs. But... It also includes the next-gen upgrade. So, like, I don't know if you've been following this. I don't know if you've heard of this on the periphery. But for the Xbox Series X and S and for the PS5, there are just, like, regular upscaling when you play, like, an old game, like, backwards compatibility. But then there are, like, patches and upgrades and, like, it, it varies from publisher to publisher. EA, if you have Madden on Xbox One, you also get the Series X version for free. So, like, it's a different file. It's a different game. But it's, like, better it's like physics, remastered. better looks. Yes. But, like, beyond that. Like, they're usually they're utilizing, like, it's more than just graphics. It's, like, you know, there's, like, the big thing in video game now is uh ray tracing which is more realistic way that light hits surfaces and goes through windows and whatever and so it looks better it plays better there's better frame rates there's better whatever right so all around 
in every way better. But because both Sony and Microsoft, I think, allowed publishers to do their own thing, they're not like, hey, we're going to force you to do this for free. Apparently, some companies, although I, I don't think this has happened yet, are allowing like paid upgrades where it's like seven or 10 bucks and you get the other version, which again, hasn't happened. A lot are free or like Control, you have to have the Ultimate Edition or buy the new version. So like I had spent, you know, 60 on the disc and then 30 like you know i basically came out even and then i bought the dlc and they're like cool you can't do anything with that unless you buy the ultimate edition so i was like well i'm not gonna do that because it's the same thing and it was like 40 dollars, and they had it on sale as low as 20 but i'm just like i already own it like there's no way i can yeah so whatever so i started playing it again just coincidentally knowing that like this week i think groundhog day 2-2 uh, was the day that the Ultimate Edition came out for the, the new generation. And so I'm playing it and then Sony announces because every month both Microsoft and Sony give away free games to the memberships. Yeah, yeah, Sony yeah. announces that the Ultimate Edition of Control will be free for all PS5 players and people got pissed because oh, like yeah. it's free but like for months Sony and Remedy have been like hey if you want to play the next gen version buy ultimate hey by the way it's on sale like give us your money now and they made it seem like it's the greatest thing in the world and then sony's like here you go for, it's for free and so like people were so mad i'd be pissed dude you got really lucky that you didn't because you're you're already two games deep in this if you'd have been three deep oh. so yeah so i've i've just been playing on the xbox one version like slightly upscaled i haven't played the new new version yet because i think i'm just like i'm already you know a couple hours in i'm just like i'm just gonna keep playing this like the new ones like it plays better and it looks better but it's the same game at its core but like yeah so what the fuck's it matter like it's very funny to like see the reaction because people are angry <laughs> and like you know it's it's a free thing right but like you know i it's it's still just like frustrating that like they completely got this whole like messaging and everything so wildly terribly wrong yeah but yeah, the game's fun bad. though so i mean if you have a ps5 and you have also they should Plus, you get it for free for like 10 bucks right yeah I would buy that. Yeah, a lot of people would have. And if they were like, oh, now the upgrade's free, it would have right. been like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know? The other wrinkle to this, which isn't like a huge deal, because like this is like, you know, just another like jab, but like save games don't transfer because they said that the the game itself is so different that they would have, it would have taken a whole lot more work to move the save game over. But like, that's just like another like, oh, I, you know, I'm in the middle of this gameplay, but I just can't, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's just, yeah, so it you got to play the whole beginning again. Yep. That's Which, by so the way, stupid. would have been for the fourth time, because I started it a couple times and like I just got <laughs> distracted by life. And so I played the first like two hours of the game three times. So, like, realistically, I could have just <laughs> waited and played it. But I'm like, whatever. I don't. Well, at least you're whatever. getting your money's worth for buying it twice. So that's oh, good. boy. I guess so. I, I guess so. We have a Patreon page on the show, TooFast2Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenin, Justin Kleinman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting us the $5 level or above. All of you, plus our $1 patrons, will have access to our Varsity Blues episode. It's so fucking worth it. Go listen Sunday. to it. It's really hilarious. Like... I was laughing so hard, not at myself, at what was happening for so long. Like, it makes my stomach hurt. I had a coughing fit. That's how much I was laughing. It's edited in a different way where I just, like, let stuff sort of sit there. And, like, I edited stuff out because, like, we, we went on tensions. I'm like, oh, this can't stay in the podcast. But... Like, it's an hour 45. We probably talk about the movie for, like, 40 minutes. And, like, Maybe. I... I 
genuinely don't know how to describe what the other hour is about. Like, I, I just don't know. You're at like a party where Joey, Brian, and I are drinking beers and bullshitting, essentially. It seems a lot like a barbecue you'd have, like when we were sitting outside. That's what it felt like. So, like, we sit with like 25 minutes to go. We're like, all right, thanks, Brian. And then, like, he just wouldn't leave. And we just talked about like perfect a lot of things for a long time. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, thank you all. If you want access too fast to forever.com, you can also get merchandise. You get free t shirts at the higher enough tier. Ooh. Pick episodes for us to talk about, you know, choice of pits, dot movies and themes. Access to the Fast and Furious Minute quiz, the documents, multiple documents now. Anything you want too fast to forever.com we also have an email address family at cageclub.me we've got a handful of emails so hector sent in another car picture so we're going to save that we're going to randomize that when we do the game cool we've also gotten a few more people to take the quiz justin took it Uh, he sent it to a few friends his friends got i would say you know because they don't you know they're not listening to the show they got rocked like they they got like in the 40s so like i I was actually pretty proud of it for like taking the quiz and not listening to the show it's not bad is is decent we've gotten uh, a bunch of people have taken it since we finished the quiz i think we probably had you know you and i i would say like you and i kicked off this back half but then we took ben and rachel and Haley and justin and a couple of justin's friends all took it so yeah if you are a patron to fastyouforever.com, there's a link there. If you can't find it, you know, message us and we'll share that with you. But I wanted to share it once again. Shout out Justin for taking the quiz and getting a good, like, I would say if you get like a 60, like if you get like half the questions right, which would be like 57, you pass. And so, so far, everyone who listens to the show has passed. Yeah. One of our high scores has to be like 100, right? Like that's like, that has to be the highest, like. Anything well, your score is still the is highest. Your number is the highest. And I still don't want to say that's a Patreon exclusive because that was our first Patreon bonus episode. Yeah. It was our quiz episode, but it's in the 90s. I'm saying I'm saying if you get there, though, that's like that's that's essentially a perfect score because like if, if yeah. we made the quiz. So like if you can't if you get close to that, that's like incredible to me. Do you remember there was a show on ESPN like Stump the Schwab? Do you remember that trivia show? No, I don't remember that one. What was that one? It was like. 2004-ish? No, 2005, 2006-ish? Because I remember that... No, 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 2004. Because uh, I met the Schwab in Disney World because, like, they had, like, the ESPN zone at Disney World. And that was around the time where they were, like, auditioning people to be sports center anchors and you could also like i met the guy who won like we were just happened to be out at dinner and like he was at the table next to us with like his girlfriend and like i was you know 16 or whatever and i was like you know super into sports and sports center i'm like oh my god dad that's i don't remember his name is but i'm like that's the guy who like won the thing and like he couldn't have been nicer and then like the next day you know he's just like some guy like i don't think he actually was on sports center he was like like, espn4 yeah no random dude that won a contest he was like super nice i mean he's just out to dinner with his girlfriend and then the next day we did this like uh it wasn't like an actual audition but like they had like just like people in the crowd like if you wanted to like call your own highlights and like they would have like crowd reactions so like i did that and i did not win but like the schwab like howie schwab was in the crowd he's like hey man good job i was like cool but like he was just like this like overweight dude who like imagine the typical sports fan like that's what schwab looked like but he's like you know a brainiac of sports and so like he would go on and like i think it would be like a nobody ever beat the schwab because like he just knew everything about when ben finds money is what this is Yeah. yeah But sports related, all sports. So yeah, stump the Schwab. So if you can stump our Schwab, which sounds gross, get a hundred. That's that's the goal. I mean, I I wonder if I took it now, if I still have it memorized or not. I was gonna say, wait, like at least wait until we finish this minute with 
uh, turbocharged prelude. Okay, yeah, we'll take it again. Okay, that's fair. Like, at least, like, I think that's, like, a fair amount to, like, feed your brain something else weird and then try. But I think I'd get, I would get I would get pretty close. I don't think that I would do better than my score, but I would hover around the same score. No, I think you would definitely do better, because I think, mm. I would say the baseline, I mean, some of them are lucky guesses, so I guess if you get, like, all those wrong, you could be, like, a little bit lower. But I think the conversation we had, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We have four more emails. First, from Jerry, subject line tires. He says, people are stuck with one brand of tires, and mine for the longest time are Yokohama. When I had my first car, a 2012 Nissan Sentra, I chose Yokohama because of me driving a lot and helps with rain enough grip. I paid only $450 for a full set and warranty from America's Tires. I even convinced my mom to get them for her tires. And also my work car, a 2019 Prius. Now, I don't have them on my current car since they still have grip. But when it's time, I will go back to Yokohama. So Jerry, he is loyal. He's loyalty man. He's brand loyal to Yokohama. There you yeah, go. Yeah, man. Yokohama tires are actually pretty good. I remember having Yokohama tires at one point. I don't know like how the fuck I got. I think that they were like on a car that my dad bought. Yeah. Again, I couldn't like if you said for I will give you ten million dollars. So if if the options were like here's two tire brands, one if you get it right. One, one of these two brands is on your car, and the other one is not on your car. And if you get it right, it's $10 million. And if you get it wrong, I don't know what the alternative yeah. would be. Like, I'll, I'll shoot you in the head. Because like, I was going to yeah. say, like, a kick in the balls. But, like, you know, I would risk a kick in the balls for $10 million. But, like, death, not worth it. But, like, I honestly could not tell you what's on my car. I have no idea. I'm guessing it's an American brand. It's probably, like, Michelin's, if I had to guess. It's whatever left the lot. Yeah. Because, like, I haven't had new tires. So Alex emails in. Alex Ellen in. Old adage, subject line. Okay. Quote, don't cheap out. This is, so this is in re- regards to, I think, our tire conversation as well. Tire talk. Yeah, we're, we're just doing tire talk today. Okay. Car talk. Uh, but we're also, you know, this was about me talking about toilet paper and saran wrap and whatever. He says, don't cheap out on things that separate you from the ground. That's the, yeah, that's the old rule. I thought that that's what you were going to say when you said the other thing. Go ahead. Tires, shoes, mattresses, etc. Anything that, yeah, anything that touches the ground. I really thought that this is where you were going and then you kept talking and I didn't interrupt you. But yes, I'm with you, Alex. Blame Larson's mom. Don't blame me. Yeah, it's anything that touches the ground is like the grandma rule, right? Like, that's what you got to spend money on. Cool. Next email from Montez, subject line, a lot of updates. Okay. So this is a classic Montez bulleted email back from the Zack Attack days, okay? Oh, yes. Tell us. Hit us. This is why I love you guys. Joe, too, just talked about his mental reset being, quote, dropping a bunch of acid and watching Planet Earth documentaries. That is true. I'm due for another one, now that I think about it. That last one was in June. Yeah. I just made it to the episode number 108, I believe, where I was 98 episodes behind. I now have 50 episodes left until I'm finally caught up. She's going to gain ground soon, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's cool. She she has been feeling sick. She's had a stomach bug, so she was laying in bed and just listening to our podcast and trying to answer emails. But, you know, we're keeping her company in her ailing days. I saw that tweet. I really loved it. That's awesome. I'm glad that Montez is, like, still powering through this i don't know how or why but good job for you montez thank you we appreciate she's it. got a brain like mine it's just you, it, she can't finish until she's done right yeah so. the shining was an amazing book i agree that's when we were listening to it on book on tape yeah room 237 is one of my favorite wacko movies slash documentary slash conspiracy theories oh yeah book nerd moment she says i love audiobooks and reading i'm not sure if you guys use this but hoopla is a library service that has a bunch of books that you never have to wait for or there's overdrive i'm cheap and refuse to pay for audiobooks so dot 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 rachel um uses kindle kindle has a bunch of audiobooks too that are free 
you use your library card in Kindle to get the free audiobooks. So my library does Overdrive, which Montez mentioned. And then my parents' library, which I saw the library card too, does have Hoopla. Like you can deliver right to your Kindle, but I think it's through Overdrive. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how Rachel gets the them. Thing, yeah. I don't get audiobooks because I just, I can read faster than the audiobook. And so like, I'd rather just read. Well, we do it while driving. That's what the whole point is for us. Yeah. But I do podcasts, right? So that's, yeah, same thing. that's my yeah. podcast thing. That's my driving time. Yeah. Like it's not everything. Thing, but there's a good amount like I would say you know on this crazy long list of books that but my friend Bob has given me to read like probably close to a quarter of them are available for free through Kindle through the That's library insane. so yeah. it's not bad no not bad at all dude and they also have like videos and stuff like I, I rented a movie I don't know if it's called the renting I borrowed a movie from Hoopla uh, that I watched over the weekend so like it's just you know you just there's no way there's no line it's just like hey check this out you have five days to watch it and it's free right so it's Cool. Yeah, dude, that's that's one of the coolest things ever. I mean, I'm super pro library to begin with, and now that it moved digital, that's super cool to me. Uh, she says, Joe, too, I know this is forever ago, but I hope your dad's doing well and they caught that jerk of a dude. When you keep listening, they did, and he is. So I talked to well, him today. Well, she'll hear that before she hears this, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so I was just I was just responding. And like yeah. I talked to him today, and he's still doing good, being weird, but doing good. Just normal weirdness now. You're talking about calling animals Bean. I call my dog Luna Bean all the time, among other names. Yeah, we we both have the Bean thing down. I don't. I didn't get it from you. You didn't get it from me. Just coexisted. Dutch is a great movie. You should watch it if you haven't already. Have you seen it? I don't know what it nope. is. Don't know what it is. Dutch, 1991. I'm assuming this. No, Montez hasn't watched that one. To get to know his girlfriend's son, a man volunteers to pick him up from prep school only to learn that her son's not the nicest kid. Ed O'Neill, Ethan Embry, Joe Beth Williams from 1991. Never heard of it at all. Neither have I. But Wes has seen it. He has not given it a rating. Mrs. Wes has seen it. Mike Manzi has seen it. But no ratings for any of those. So I don't know. Interesting. Resident Evil is the scariest game I've ever played aside from Clock Tower. I don't know, which I can never make it past the first 30 minutes without being murdered. My cousin made me play the newest remake, and I screamed at the top of my lungs the entire time. I was scared shitless. <laughs> okay. You're a big scaredy cat then. She is. I think she, like, she loves horror. Like, I don't. Montez is hard to read in that way. Like, sometimes she, like, it's. I get it, and also, like, I'm like, oh, that. I don't know. Like, she's seen as much as I have, and, like, I don't get scared by things, really, but, like, yep. I guess her brain's not all the way broken like mine is. Mine's all the way broken. Yeah. I know this is controversial, but I love the Resident Evil franchise so much, cried when it was over. Damn. Is that deep? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we'll cry when Fast and the Furious is over, so that's okay. I'm not gonna cry. I don't think. We fucking cried during... There's definitely been times that I've cried during... You cry during every Fast and the Furious movie. You say it every time we watch them. I know. It's different. I th- well, okay. I'm not going to cry that there's no more. Don't cry because it's over. Just be happy that it happened. Is that what you're going to do? I cry more at happy stuff than sad stuff. I just... I don't know. I guess I, I mean I cry at Paul. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not going to cry but like, oh no, there's no more Fast and Furious content. Like, I'm not going to cry about that. I don't think. We'll see. We'll see. If we ever get another movie. Follow, follow along here. We'll, we'll let you know. I've seen Shazam a million times by now. It's on HBO all the time, so I usually just have it on in the background. Do we, did we talk about Shazam? I know that Mike covered it on Brian's podcast, that he joined Brian for the podcast. Did we talk about Shazam? I don't remember. Probably at some point. My son's current favorite book, quote-unquote book, is 2020 Calendar of Muscle Cars. My husband taught him to say Cuda, the kid freaking loves cars. That's that's so awesome. It's like It's like a full, what is it, baby jack. It's like a full baby jack moment driving the car and stuff but the, the but the calendar that's awesome <laughs> very very cool yeah and her last cute. bullet she says i tried to leave a review finally on itunes so not sure how that worked out well montez i can tell you it did not work so please try again 
appreciate the effort, though. Thanks, Montez. Thanks, Montez. She says, okay, I've been listening now since 8 a.m. This is at, she sent it at noon. Crushed about four episodes. Until next time, Montez. She, well, that's how you know she's lying. Because if she, if she was only listening for four hours, there's no way she finished. Well, no, she listens episodes. on a faster speed. Oh, yeah, that's right. She does listen at one and a half, yeah. And the last email we have, subject line, I, you know who it's from. I hope you have nothing but time right now because I poured my heart out for you today. From Wells Lamont. Okay. The fact that you're watching Seinfeld from the beginning to end gives me the green light to talk about it more than I usually would. Your fault, not mine. Here it goes. Okay. <laughs> so growing up watching Seinfeld, Kramer was my favorite character. As I grew older and wiser, George became my favorite George and only in a second. Yeah. What I like most about the show is how many characters they brought in throughout it all. I'm sure the IMDb cast is 20 minutes long. Kramer is fantastic still, and the thing with Jerry is the show is made around him, but he's the least exciting character, which is what you were saying, I think, too, right? Yeah, and I, when I was talking to Rachel about, she she asked if you were liking Seinfeld, and I began telling her, and she was like, she said the exact same thing. Like, you don't need to like Jerry. He's not, he is the main character, but he's not. It's just built around him, like Wells just said. Well, I know that you saw it because you liked the tweet, but like for the first time in the sixth episode, my favorite joke or my favorite moment or whatever that i grabbed for twitter in my hashtag joey finally watches was a jerry joke about i know going in fruit's a gamble i don't return fruit right so yeah what episode was that what episode was that was that the one where kramer has the fruit stand downstairs nope spoilers jesus christ i mean come on man there's so many no it has nothing to do with anything this is just this is where george is trying to get out of a relationship with a woman that he wasn't really into and then jerry hangs out with her and makes out with her a little bit and then she sees his comedy and breaks up with him it's called the ex-girlfriend but is it like is that the one okay never mind the answer is no probably not because i told you what the episode was about yeah i know but you're giving shitty descriptions of the episodes like there's like there's always like one specific thing that happens in the episode it's like it's like this this and this yeah it's george 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 wants to break up with his girlfriend like of course george has a girlfriend that he's trying to break up with that's like the whole fucking show but like that's like not an important thing then it sounds like a terrible show no it's it's not keep going it's Call the ex-girlfriend. Like, that's what it's about. It's about that's George fair. trying to that's ditch fair. this girlfriend. I don't remember this one. It's season two, episode one, if you want to watch it. It's like dry-ass turkey. This is about Jerry. It's like dry-ass turkey with really good sides. I still like him, but I totally understand why you wouldn't. It gets better. I also won't spoil anything for you, but the series finale is notoriously disliked. It was a huge WTF. I, on the other hand, completely disagree. I think it's wonderful and absolutely perfect for how the show was written. I hope you start to like it more. What do you think of the finale? The finale is was the most controversial show finale until Sopranos happened. Okay. I'll tell you what I think about it after you finish the show. Next January. I don't hate it as much as people hate it, but people did really fucking hate it. I don't I like I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Like it they ended the show. That was okay. what happened. Quick question, other countries make WW2 World War 2 movies, right? Like what are those like and what are some good ones? <laughs> I'm sure that there's at least a bunch of Japanese ones, right? That's a wildly, radically different story. I think a lot of the Japanese movies are reaction to, like Tokyo Drifter, for instance, is reaction to coming back from getting nuked, right? So, like, there's a yeah. there's a different angle, different perspective. Like, I feel like most UK war movies are World War One, right? They're not World War Two. I guess, like, you know, to the victor goes the spoils. Like, if you win, you can get to write the history about it, so kind of how this is assuming i'm assuming this is playing out because you don't see like many like german funded or like german made world war ii movies right because you're like yeah we'll just like just not talk about that there are a couple i'm looking right now i just searched foreign world war ii films and there is this list on the jefferson county public library don't know what jefferson county this is but there's a movie phoenix that came out where which is i don't i can't even like really describe what it's about without spoiling it that's german that's 
incredible. Cool. There's a movie, Son of Saul, which I think was nominated for uh, Oscars, maybe for Best Picture. That one is devastating. Uh, that's a Holocaust movie, like in the. I was, was going to say, I bet the there's camps. a lot of Israeli slash movies. I think yeah, that's in Hungarian, so I don't know if it's a Hungarian film or what. There's the movie Downfall, which I think was people mostly know for that really old meme of Hitler getting very angry. Yeah, like where you make a video about Hitler getting angry about something that's not. That's German, but that's yeah. about Hitler. Das Boot is a German U boat during World War II. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Like, so we watched for um, for Keanu Club, I want to say, I think. No, Hanks for the Memories. There was one where he was like a fighter pilot in World War II and he got shot down like in Israel or Jerusalem or something and like just got nursed back to health. So like there's a lot of movies, I think, set in and around the war, but like... Not Band of Brothers style. Yeah. From another country's perspective. Dunkirk? I guess Dunkirk is World War II. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was World War One. Darkest Hour, where Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill. The Imitation Game, where Benedict Cumberbatch does, like, the whole, like, the hacking, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. King's Speech. Oh, these are all, like, Oscar movies, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. Cool. I just, I feel like we kind of, like, I mean, as a country, right, we glor- glorify Victory war. Victory war, yeah. Yeah. You've never seen Varsity Blues, question mark, question mark, question mark. I have a lot to say about this. First of all, how? It's such a classic movie. You'll love it. I'm excited for you to see it. Lance Harbour, Paul Walker's character, is such a heartthrob. And Johnny Mox's Jenkos, this is the Vanderbeek character, in one scene are booming. I'm not going to go on about the movie, but you've already made me tell this story. I'll be as quick as possible. Middle school, me and a few friends were set to see it at the theater. I was with one of my bros at the time. We were riding our bikes to bro number three's house. So I could pick up some clothes I left there. Get there, no one's home, but the front door is unlocked. I walk in, grab my clothes, and stop at the freezer for a drum, for a drumstick. I took two, one for each of us. My friend eventually snitches me out to bro number three and tells him I was in his house and I stole ice cream. Bro number three tells his mom. This is not a quick story, Wells. She gets hella mad and says I can't go to the movies with them. I was what? upset and I go home and the ice cream man is in front of the house. Yes, I wanted more ice cream. I run to my parents' room where there's a huge three-foot glass beer bottle full of change yeah i end up accidentally breaking it my parents come home and my dad gets pissed at me for breaking it then the phone rings and it's bro number three's <laughs> mom telling my dad i broke into their house and stole ice cream it became a shit show it put a crimp in our friendship it was awkward they thought i was being sneaky but i wasn't at all and it was a stupid situation hard to wait for varsity blues or hat <laughs> had to wait for varsity blues to come out on tv top three football movie of all time in my opinion love it I want to start blurting out lines so bad, but I'll wait for you to watch it. <sighs> that was a wow. He got in trouble for stealing ice cream twice that day. In an afternoon, yeah. In one afternoon. Can, can you imagine? He's like, you broke the damn change jar? What were you doing? He's like, buying ice cream. And then the phone rings, and it's the kid's mom, and he's like, stealing ice cream. They're like, are you like addicted to ice cream? <laughs> that was a really good story. It was worth the read, man. There is... I think it's the ice cream company is called Jenny's, J-E-N-I. They put out this new ice cream. It's like everything bagel. Okay. Oh, okay. It's not at every grocery store. Like it's at, it's basically at like rich white people grocery stores. So like not where I normally just go to shop, right? But like yeah. there's a Wegmans that's supposed to, like that Jenny's at least sells it at. And then there's one at a grocery store near my parents' house. So I went was to the Jenny's, one. Was Jenny's the ice cream that Biden was taking a picture of? Or was it one that you've talked about? I feel like Biden took a picture with Jenny's ice cream. Biden ice cream. Yeah, Jenny's. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it was like it was like when they were saying he was taking performance enhancers before the debate and he like posted up. Yeah. Okay. cool. Or at least they they replicated or something. They recreated his flavor or whatever. So there I think it's them. But I got two other ice creams that weren't them. It's from Cool House, which is like an L.A. based. They like operate out of like they operated 
originally like out of a food truck, two women who own this, and that's amazing, the cool house ice cream. But I have not yet found the everything bagel ice cream. I'm gonna try, try when I visit my parents tomorrow, I'm gonna go see if I can buy a pint. It's gotta be good. I mean, like I saw Billy Lord posting about it on Instagram, so I was like, you know, if it's good enough for Billy Lord, it's good enough for me. So I knew this girl who really liked ice cream with like goat cheese and balsamic vinegar on it. It's weird in your brain, but like it's really not because all you're eating is cream, right? Like, and we put a lot of stuff with cream all the yeah. time. And like, okay, it's a little bit sweeter. And like when we were in Japan, they had this like we went to this weird thing that was like this hamster amusement park. But it's like this hamster amusement park that's in a mall, and part of the amusement park is like this weird food area. We had black sesame ice cream and tomato ice cream. Okay, okay. And um, both were pretty good. I had the black sesame ice cream. It was like jet black. Like this was like the darkest I've ever seen a food color be. Because it was wow, like wow, okay. It's like poppy seed, right? It's right, like right, that right, yeah, color yeah. in ice cream, and the ice cream was like this like black, black, black. But it was actually really good because it was just like you know like toasty, nutty kind of flavor and ice cream so yeah it worked ice cream isn't usually like it's it's hard to fuck up ice cream uh, i mean i've had some shitty ice cream but like generally yes if you make it with any type of like real standards yeah, yeah. if you're not making for but for dietary restrictions like yes yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed 100 percent. i'm with you wells goes on same on the mozzarella sticks joey i never had a good one so he's on more on my side because you were like how can you besmirch mozzarella sticks and i was like well because people fuck them up so it was always crappy frozen ones or restaurant sticks that most likely were frozen too and then one day it all changed. I had handmade fresh mozzarella sticks from a diner in a super deep Northern California, and they were delicious as it could be. It's a game changer. Yep. We have a mediocre diner near me named Buttercup Grill. Their order of mozzarella sticks comes with just four, but each one's about the size of a hot dog. Pretty big, but only average at best. I've made them homemade. They were really good, but I have yet to perfect it. It's pretty simple, though. I've never made homemade ones. I, people people use the, like, string cheese things going on. I buy the frozen ones because if I want them, I want, like, kind of shitty ones anyways. But sure. I have had ones, you know, like, real official made, hand-dipped, real mozzarella ones, and they're, they are excellent. I agree. I bought the other day... I didn't even know this company made them, but I bought Nathan's, like the hot dog people. Yeah. They had frozen mozzarella sticks that were on sale for like $1.50. And I'm like, but, you know, if they're terrible, it's $1.50. But like they were just like average mozzarella sticks. But like, you know what I mean? But like it's $1.50. So like it's whatever. And I also bought, I have not eaten them yet. I honestly have, I don't know if I've ever bought, 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 hello. Bye. I don't know if I've ever previously bought frozen mozzarella sticks like on my own accord. Like I just, that's not something that I normally buy. But then since we had the conversation, I bought them twice and I bought now the TGI Fridays ones too. So I'll try those cool. and see if they're good. But you don't you know, have an air fryer though, right? No, I just tossed them in the oven. Yeah. Air fryer works pretty decent for like, that's like top tier of like things to do in the air fryer. It's pretty good. So yeah, well, well says, okay, bros, that was a lot. I can't promise I'll tone it down next time, but we'll see. See you next time. Peace out. Well, that thank you, ice cream story was worth it, dude. That is something I won't forget. That was a great ice cream story. I appreciate it. Getting in trouble twice. But I hope you like our Varsity Blues episode. You're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon at TooFast2Forever.com if you want to listen to it. It's fucking out there. It's actually like a very Wells episode, to be honest. That's not incorrect. It's not an incorrect thing to say. But that's all the emails. Family at cageclub.me and TooFastTooForever.com if you want to hear our varsity blues episode joe on the streets news about the fast and furious what you got nothing just like the one main there's been like 
No, there's the one thing that we have not talked about on That's the show. That's what I yet. said. Yes, the one main news besides the one main news. So nothing. Well, you else just say like nothing but this one main thing. It's like, well, it's not nothing. Well, I then, usually let you take the. I usually let you take the glory here, right? Like, come on. I talk enough on these shows. Okay, so the major thing, Don, <laughs> that Vin Diesel posted a picture with like the Rock, like menacing behind him, and it was what was the quote on it? Like some things are bigger than family or like some like family's bigger than some things or something it's like it was very menacing and anyways it just led to Bailey like the rocks coming back for at least 10 if not nine it plays right into our theory that this was a fake wrestling beef just for hype was this our like and i'm not trying to steal the credit where it's not deserved but was this our theory or just my theory because i feel like this was one where i'm like i think i smell bullshit here because normally you have like the crazy theories that pan out I think this was mine, I think, but I don't That's know. Fine. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I just know that it, ha- it started here. I'll give you credit for it. Take it. That's totally fine. But yeah, I think that you were like, or what if they're not really fighting, right? Blessed to be a part of so many iconic moments in film. I don't reflect on them as much as I should. Maybe because I'm too excited for what's coming. Ha ha. All love. Happy Threat of Tuesday. F9. F10. End of Saga. And then The Rock commented, great shot, brother. We had fun and created some insanely iconic moments. Ooh, iconic. I'll always be grateful for hell of a tricep flex, too. Yeah, so they're bros. It's not, it's like totally fun. Okay. I think you're right. I mean, they might have possibly been irritated with each other, but at this point, like, they're like, hey, we could make like $2 billion or $1 billion. They're right. like, $2 billion sounds fun. My, and I don't know that I ever had this like level of detail, but I think that they probably actually got into a fight and then like just talked it out. They're like, hey, like let's actually like it, then it like it got out to the press. Like, well, let's take advantage of this and like let's just play it up, right? You know what I mean? I so, don't know if it's that so like I don't I don't feel like I agree with that. I feel like they probably were like on set, got pissy. They were like, we're not talking. The press picks it up and then like eventually they're like, you know, just time goes by and you're like, I really didn't care about that. Like whatever. He was like he wanted a he wanted coffee from this place. I want a coffee from this place. We got into a fight on set. He wanted in and out. I wanted Whataburger. <laughs> Exactly. You know, something yes. just the intern came back with like what a burger for Vin. The Rock freaked out. He said, "I'm in charge here," and like that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. That makes perfect they said, sense. They told the intern next time try a fat burger. Yep. Ex- yep. Yep. Perfect. But that's all the news, right? There's nothing else. No, that was that's the main news. We're also now more than a year past the trailer <laughs> coming out. So happy anniversary! Very trailer. cool. <laughs> very 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 cool. cool. All right, Joe, the last thing to do before we take a break and bring in Heather is talk about the Fast and the Furious Minute for the Turbocharged Prelude Minute 2, a minute I called Brian versus the American Southwest. So in this minute, Brian finishes pulling up to the race line and wins the race and the money and the respect. Brian continues traveling across the country. He stops somewhere, presumably, 
near Santa Fe, New Mexico, and wins another race, then stays the night at the Townhouse Motel. He continues on deep through Texas, stopping to eat at a diner in San Antonio, where he finds his picture and name and a story in the paper. I love your title. I love your description. I have some news for you that I don't think you'll find too surprising. What's that? He never leaves California. (laughs) All these places are in California? (laughs) Yes. So what I thought was very funny was that they have, like, if you've seen this, there's, like, Brian in the forefront. And then, so, like, it's basically a green screen background where they have, like, a map. And they have, like, this, like, Indiana Jones-style line of him driving across the country. Yeah. And they show him going to the first race. And it's, like, because the last minute we saw him in Phoenix or outside Phoenix. Yeah. And then this one we see, like, Santa Fe. So he's, like, the next state over. And then they show the, the map again. It showed movement. But I'm, like, wait, we just... We just saw that same background because I'm like, I have to, I rewound. I'm like, no, we're still in New Mexico, but like, they're still trying to like feign progress, but they're just like, it's like, hey, look at this new place he is, but it's it's the same place where he sleeps. (laughs) Then they have him like 800 miles east in San Antonio, but you're saying that all these places are in California. I don't believe it. Well, I mean, like, think about it. This is a five minute music video shot probably within like a day, right? So, yeah. Where the first street race is, I was trying to find this building, and I could, I kept could not being able to read what it was, and then, like, it, like I keep, like, pausing, I'm trying to read, I'm pausing, I'm trying to read, and then, like, I get, like, one quick clip at the end, and I got totally the address that was, like, on the front of the building, and that was, like, Quinnell Enterprises, which isn't there. So what is Quinnell? Is that where they're racing, or what is this? It was just, like, the name of whatever business was in that building. But this is the building that's, like, where they're racing, or no? Yes, like, in that, okay. first, in that first race, like, all the kids are standing in front of this, like, and at the end, when he, like, hands them the keys or whatever. Gotcha, okay. Like, the end of that is they're, they're standing in front of here, and, like, next to it says M Steel, whatever, whatever, because okay. this is the address written on the building that they took that sign down off the building, but that's where they are. You know, okay, so he does the race, and then we see the map. He goes forward. He's, what did you say he was, like, in, in New Mexico or past He's still, it? like, so the race, the second race and the hotel, the motel, are both in New Mexico, but it makes it seem like it's wildly different, but they're both, like, Santa Fe-ish. Yeah, okay. Well, that, there's the sign, the yep. big neon sign before he goes to bed. That is in... California. Cool. Like, not far. Yeah. And then the last thing is he goes to this diner, and I had to do some snooping, and I'm not sure about this one. On the menu that the guy behind him is reading, it says Hot Rod's Diner. Okay. And I was like, if everything else is in California... Let me see if there's a Hot Rod's Diner in California. And there is a Hot Rod Diner in California. And look at that diner. I mean, I granted all diners kind of look the same, but like this one really looks like it. Yeah, like a diner is like a real mixed bag when we're looking at something almost 20 years later. Because like it could be identical or they could have had like four different owners since then. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where like the turnover is insane, but it could be for sure. That's why I'm not confident but, like, the color of it, the tables of it, and granted, again, a lot of diners look exactly the same, but, like, Hot Rod Diner in California, sure. it, it kind of tracks. So I'm I'm not sure, but I'm hoping. So I found one thing, and by found one thing, I mean spent a lot of time, employed help, and could not get an answer. Okay, tell me what it is. You got a surprise for me? At the first, well, not really, but it's in the clothing. So in the first race, he beats the the guy in the race. is like this Asian dude with, like, a yeah. the, the sunburst shirt. Shirt, and there's like the grumpy race woman I called her and she's in a Diamondbacks shorzy she's cut like a deep V into it and she's just Ooh. like upset that Brian won okay so she turns around and like there's a name and a number on the back so like a shorzy like a t-shirt jersey like instead of having like, the actual jersey yes. just like yeah. printed on the shirt and so it looks like 
number 22. And it looks like the last name is like some letter O-N, some letter U-R. And I'm like, I don't know who this player is. And again, interesting. this is the era where like because of MLB Showdown, because of like video games I'm playing at the time, like this is like when I know players. And so I'm like, the Diamondbacks were only around... They started in 98. Oh, good is math. I like it. You're doing beers, real snooping. So I went back and I looked at their wiki roster for all six years it could have been, and they've never had a player with a jersey number ending in two that had a last name ending in R. And I had a friend who works at MLB Network, who's also in our baseball league, yeah. look to, and he can't find it either. And like it looks like it's number 22, but that is – hold on. i got to find – like, that's Greg Swindell, which does not look like this really yes. does feel like the Mona Lisa Vito. Like that could never like you could not confuse Swindell with like something that clearly looks like it ends in you are. So like that means that this woman is wearing like a custom printed, which is doable, but yeah. like it's just insane. And she defaced it by cutting a V into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like just buy like a feel like I don't know. Maybe they didn't have like a ladies cut back then. I don't know. But like. The Diamondbacks won the World Series in 01, so, like, they're popular and they're in, this is either Arizona or New Mexico. Like, it's all of that region. Yeah. I was like, there's no player. Like, this is, like, it's crazy. Like, that this woman probably spent, like, $50 on a t-shirt and then, like, cut it and then wore it as an, like, a featured extra in, like, a mini movie. And that is not credited on IMTB because we talked about it last time. There's only, like, five people credited and, like, two were just, like, nameless cops, right? So, like, this woman who spent a lot of money on a t-shirt and then altered it and then wore it to this movie. It's not even it's her name. Maybe I don't know. It's it's wild. That is that is very very weird. You know what we could find out if it's Hot Rod Diner is that the diner waitress is wearing all pink, and I don't know if that's actually like what those waitresses wore or if that was just like an extra. But Ooh. like, I don't know. Good point though. Very good point though. The only other note that I have is that the unknown instrumental song composed for the movie continues. There's no dialogue, as you just heard. Any other notes about minute two? He's going 140 kilometers per hour, and I got the odometer off the car, too. Cool. Well, let us take a break, and let us bring in Heather Antos, who just texted me, confirming that we're still good for recording. So let's have her join us to talk about Fast and Furious, lap eight. Sorry, there you sorry, go. sorry, sorry, sorry. Please. Wow, some conventions. fan. I know. Yeah. Well, the only reason, like, is because this is, like, so very close to the, to the first title. Reason. The only difference is that there's no, no I know, like, yeah. So you can't, you, can't, you can't fuck with that. This episode is brought to you by Nikon, the cool picks AW130 with Wi-Fi, with near-field communication, built-in GPS that records your coordinates and maps your shots for all of your foot pictures. Shout out to Nikon. Shout out to Nikon. Shout out to Dwight. Welcome back to the show. Too fast, too forever. Lap eight, Fast and Furious, welcoming back once again for the third time this lap, Heather Antos. Hello, Heather. Hello. Welcome back to the show for a movie that you said surprisingly not terrible. Is that the review? Yeah. So so just for so everyone knows, we record Wednesday nights and I always watch on Sundays. 
Okay. Uh, that's my Sunday evening. Spending it with family. You can't do it any wor- like worse. That's the perfect Sunday night. The Lord's Day. The Dom's Day. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I watched Los Vandaleros, and then I watched Fast and Furious, uh, and I texted Joey, and I was like, you know, this one actually wasn't terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So before we talk about the movie, would you say, is this your favorite of the three so far? I would say this is, no, I want it, because two, and all because of Tyrese and two, has just this level of charm and swagger that four just doesn't have. It's weird. There's something almost nostalgic to it, too, because it still has that very, like, 90s movie feel. Mm -hmm. So I can forgive a lot of, like, the cheesiness in it because it's, ah, it's a 90s movie, even though it was made in the 2000s, but whatever. We're not. (laughs) We're not being picky here. But I I would say Fast and Furious is probably the most solid film around the board so far. Okay. Very cool. So I think this is probably objectively the collective people's least favorite of the bunch. So interesting. If you like this one, I think we're off to a good start. <laughs> this was the one I was dreading the most rewatching when we began. I've come around a lot on it, obviously, because we still watch these movies. A lot of people put this very, very low. This is my least favorite, and I've now seen it nine times at least. So, like, you know, there has to be a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome. Like, And I still, I really like it, but it is my least favorite of the nine. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, it's not, Does it? did it wow me in any way? Absolutely not. It was super, super predictable, you know. But well, it's the same movie as the first movie, kind of. Kind of, yeah. But it's solid, you know. The cinematography is great. This, the... We're not great, but it's <laughs> yeah. Let's not let's not get out of. <laughs> but it's but you know like this. I watched this and I was like, this is an action movie. That this is a solid popcorn action movie. You know, is there anything that wowed me? Absolutely not. Are they are there Oscar winning performances? No. Um, but <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, the, but yeah, go but on. This is the first movie where Paul Walker wasn't cringy to me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he He does get better as it goes on. Acting wise, chops wise, he's Mm -hmm. done a lot of movies from the first one to here. Yeah. And you could see it. Yeah, the writing is still a little like cheesy, especially in regards to his character. Like all of a sudden he's an FBI agent. That's cool. And you didn't miss anything. There's there's nothing that you missed that got him from there to here. Yeah. I was going to give you a little bit of background context, but before we do that, you brought it up. We have one question, one very, very difficult. This actually might be kind of difficult because it, I don't know what the right answer is. There okay. is no, but yeah. there's no either, you know, there's no either or today. It's just like a kind of an open. I guess it is an either or, but it's a different kind of either or. Is Brian a good cop or a bad cop? Oh, I think he's an awful cop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think his heart tries to be in the right place. He definitely is very selfish. Mm-hmm. He's yep. definitely very selfish, but he's got balls for better or worse. Sure. Do you think he's good at doing cop things? No. Because <laughs> okay. we make the argument that, like, he catches the criminal. He lets them go, but he catches the criminal, right? Like, like there's two sides of this that we're always, like, arguing about. Like, not even Joey and I, just, like, just philosophically. Okay, so so let's let's talk about um, the first film, right? What was yeah. what was the whole case of the first film? Stolen DVD players. And, yeah. and catch Dom these Treader. guys. Um, and what what did he not do? Catch the guys or let, or, you know, he... Or get the DVD players. Yeah. I guess he... simply, simply, he did not do his job. <laughs> he did not do his job. He does not do his job quite a lot. He disobeys orders quite a lot yep but but he's pretty and he has a smile so i guess that's 
fine. Hey, man. Cool. If you can get away with it, right? Like, <laughs> sure. The background information to know, and you might have picked this up or you might already just know this, is that this is the second movie in the series, but the first one that you have seen that is directed by Justin Lin. So the way that this movie looks and feels is kind of like the template for the franchise now. Mm-hmm. So Justin Lin came on and did the third one, which we're saving to later because they chronologically goofed it on it. Right. But then he did three, four, five, six, and he's back for nine. And he's going to do 10 and 11 or 10, 1 and 10, oh, 2. Wow. They break it down. So they so, really yeah, he's, like him. He's like the guy. Yeah. Justin Lin is the guy. So like when you say that this feels like an action movie, feels like a popcorn, like kind of what you were expecting. Like if you like the way this movie kind of feels and behaves, mm-hmm. then I think it bodes well for the rest of the franchise. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> it keeps the same tone. Like not even the tone because this. I think this one is the darkest Fast and the Furious. But um, it keeps uh, like a lot of the same cinematography elements. It kind of follows this format like Joey was saying. For the rest of them. Cool. Yeah, well, well we, we shall see. But before, before we talk about this movie, before we talk about Justin Lin, we got to talk about Los Bondoleros, the 20-minute prequel film that actually came out three months after yeah. Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh my so God. very, very cool. But this is directed by Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what you think, because I think we kind of teased some things that we like about it. But what did you think of Los Bondoleros, the 20-minute short film? It was fine. Okay. It wasn't what... It set me up to think it was. And that's fine. And I watched it, obviously, before I watched 4. I like the setup of oil prices and gotta steal the guy out of pr- Steal the guy out of prison? Yeah, it's fine. We're gonna go with steal yeah. the guy out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like stealing, I guess, breaking him out, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Letty shows up and then it's just softcore porn for the rest of the film. Like... <laughs> I'm not wrong. That's what it is. It's like the intro to softcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like but, the first, the first two minutes of it. Or something. Well, right, and the, and you know they're making out, and then they're making out somewhere else, and then they're making out somewhere else, and then like part of me realized like, oh, this is just it. Like, <laughs> you know, like this. There's, they're not actually breaking the guy out of prison. Fuck the oil prices. This is it. And so, you know, it was fine, whatever. And then I watched Fast and Furious, and then it just made me mad. <laughs> the, Why? Uh, Los Vandaleros. Because, oh, okay. spoilers, Letty dies. They kill her off to motivate the male characters, as is good yep. filmmaking. And so this was just very, like oh, we need to give her more screen time and make the audience care about her and and make it feel like we justify... I don't know. Like, it just kind of felt like trying to force more of this character to get you to care about her when we didn't care about killing her, I guess, if that makes sense. Because you also didn't miss any screen time of Letty. No. We skipped three, but she's not in it. So you didn't miss anything that there's like, oh, that's like three is like the Letty movie that you miss. Like, no, no, you just got what you got in one. She's not in two. And then here. It, it's just weird to me. Again, it's it's one of those that answers a question that I didn't ask. I don't know. It just tried to add layers and depths to a relationship that didn't need that. Because if you just watched four, having not watched this, like, you know, he cared about her. That was kind of their thing. They had that garage sex scene. <laughs> the yeah. first one to to make sure you knew. <laughs> you know he's not in two she's not in two they're not in three or she's not i don't know if he's not but like as far as the viewers concerned he's still you know like they're still a thing and care about each other so yeah. what i think is most interesting about this movie is like how 
anti-capitalist it is. Like, it doesn't feel at all. Like, it kind of feels like a Fast and Furious movie because it's the characters, but it yeah, feels... Yeah, but it feels like a political statement. Yeah. For as anti-capitalist as this is, like, eventually they're like, hey, we love money. Like, <laughs> yeah. we love cars. We love branding. We love hero shots of the Dodge logo or whatever, right? Like, yeah. eventually it feels like every other blockbuster where it's like, being rich is great. <laughs> But here it's like, no, we're going to help the poor and we're cool just like, you know, being in a house without air conditioning and working on a car and just spending time with family and friends. There's not really a plot. It's really just sort of like, hey, where's this? Like, what oil are they heisting at the beginning of the fourth movie? Like, that's kind of all that's here. But otherwise, it's just like, let's just hang out in a beautiful place with beautiful people and like just hang out. That's what I was kind of like at the beginning of the movie. I was like, I guess this is the oil that they're stealing because of gas prices, maybe. But there's still no. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, there's no through line to that, so it doesn't really matter. It's and, and I think that's what frustrated me, too, about Los Bandoleros is like the political statement that they made about, you know, capitalism and all this stuff. There was, again, no follow through. It's like to what end? Um, what's the point you're trying to make? Because apparently nothing matters. I have a hot girl. Let's go fucking a waterfall. I think it's just setting them up as like the scrappy underdogs, kind of, right? Like they're the ones you root for and this sort of helps you like, yeah, we don't like the man either. We're going to root for Dom and his crew. Yeah, maybe. But then they're not in Dominican Republic the rest of the film, so. Right. Well, because, yeah, because he goes on the run, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. It's it's weird. It, it, you know, like there's there's a lot of potential to it and I just, it, it fell flat. It, it fell flat and then. Yeah. So the one note that I added this time that I had not caught before because I had done the context before, but so the Han character who we see in this one mm-hmm. in the very beginning of four was originally in another Justin Lin movie called Better Luck Tomorrow that Joe and I covered with our friend Brian this lap. Yeah. That's not really canon, but canon because Justin Because his name Lin. is also Han. Same actor, same character name, probably same, same character. Yeah, same director. Yeah. But like I was saying in that movie that like it didn't really feel like Han because like the Han we know is kind of serious and whatever. But here he's like goofing. He's joking around. He's complaining. He's like more free wheel and free deal and like just having a good time. And it felt more loosey goosey. And uh, I was like, I can see the progression from that Han to this Han. So I think I see. He's in high school in that movie too. So. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. He's, like he's a, a high schooler. Yeah, that came out. Movie came out like oh two, right? So like a cut, you know, a handful of years before this, right? So, or I guess this is oh nine now. We're all the way up to oh nine. So like, yeah, seven years earlier. So yeah, but I can see that progression. So yeah, but let's talk about the you know the big the star of our show, the main attraction, Fast and Furious number four. Uh, Heather, if you had to pick, what is your cool moment in this movie? Ryan, don't lose that cool of yours. That's your meal ticket. Oh, man. Uh, Character, scene, moment, anything? Because I got five different choices here. So I'm going to go last. Whatever you guys. Yeah, I got plenty of options here. So I wrote two two for me. So the first one is just honestly, the opening sequence to me was, you know. Oh, yeah. That was a statement sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I I literally made a note of now that is how you start an action movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's very funny because, Joey, you know, you you texted to me back like it's basically a soft reboot of the franchise. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, yeah, I mean, the first movie, it was people heist, right? Stealing DVD players. (laughs) But it didn't feel dangerous. There weren't any stakes. There was no tension. It didn't matter. And this was everything that wasn't. Again, even though it was really, really predictable to me, you know, I knew obviously they're going to get away. I knew when the oil tanker started flipping down towards them that I just like I knew Vin is going to do 
he's going to go under it with the car. Yeah. That's what's yeah. going to happen. You know, all that stuff. And that is the cool moment in the sequence where Absolutely. he like, drifts under it. He a does day. the 180. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. And you know, I was shocked. The CG was actually wasn't too terrible. Well, we're now like, this is the first movie in the MCU era, right? So mm-hmm. like, this is after Iron Man comes yeah. out. So like, we're, we're, we're basically modern. Like, things will come a lot better. But like, you know, if things looked bad, like it's, you know, earlier with like, hey, you know, the, the shot of Nas or the engine, we're like, yeah, right. but like, that's 20 years ago. Like, this is like, if this looks bad, it's like yeah they just didn't have the money or whatever like we're we're kind of entering the era where it's like oh yeah like it kind of has to look good because like we know what we're doing with computers by now but i'm glad that you know it passed the sniff test yeah no like it was it was fun it was adrenaline pumping it you know and again i think the biggest thing is there were stakes it mattered is that because you knew the characters no but that's that's literally what i was gonna just say is like it doesn't matter that i knew the characters in that moment i mean there was an element of danger as humans that's going to get your adrenaline pumping either if you're scared of it or excited by it. It's a sense of holy shit. Am I going to die? Yeah. They made it very, very clear again, like that, that was, it was true action filmmaking there. And I thought it was done really well. Cool. What is your other cool moment? Oh, my other one. You know what? I have, I have two, I will put them on the same. They're not necessarily cool, but kind of my like, got my like petty justice, I guess. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) So obviously when with Dwight, right. When he's giving Brian some shit at the, at the street race. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then Brian like comes back with the FBI and like has him arrested for what was it? Meth or something. Yeah. He plants meth on him. Yeah. Plants meth. Oh, you know, and he's in the mat and it, it was just don't be a douchebag to people you don't know who they are <laughs> and what they can do kind of you know in the same vein i can't remember who's the what's the name of the like the shitty fbi agent the dick stasiak stasiak <laughs> what yes. he like fucking assaults brian out of nowhere and brian just like whoops his ass yeah man <laughs> at work like in the the agency like inside the doors that's the thing i was just like stasiak to like literally come and put his hands on him brian had every right to like be defensive in that moment he had every right to do what he did and the fact that his boss then came and yelled at him were you not there did you not see me (laughs) first Well, he does tell him, like, you're getting blood on my floor. So, yeah. like, no, he it, does. He does. Yeah. But, but then he, like, looks at Brian and is just like, what the fuck are you doing, you know? And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I should have let him beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joe, what's your pick for the cool moment? I got two as well. One is not a moment, though. It's just Gal Gadot in this movie is so fucking cool. She's like, such she a just... baby. Did you know that she was in this movie, Heather, or no? I knew she was in this the franchise at some okay. point around here, but I wasn't sure what at what point. Cool. Okay. Okay. She joined in. So this is her first movie. Yeah, this is her. Yeah, no, that that I which is know. crazy because she's got a pretty big part for this for having never really been like in a movie before, right? Well, so she like. Was a model before this and that's kind of what they do but she has like a role with like lines and stuff like that's kind of how movies work these days (laughs) yeah but i mean she has she has lines she has no name but she has lines yeah she has lines like they give her like some kind of like she's not just like booty candy at the party you know what i mean yeah no no no, for sure 
She gets to hand them GPSs. Yeah. I mean, she is, like what Nico pointed out last lap, she is the sexy lamppost, right? Like, most of what she does, like, Dom could say, like, like, hey, lamppost, you are 20% angel, 80% devil, right? So room for two women in these films, and they killed off one, so we gotta replace (laughs) it with another brunette. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. I'm not gonna spoil it, but that's true the next movie, too. So I will tell you that much as well. Yeah. They have two women... In every film. Yeah, there's the sexy one and the maternal and, one. And the, yeah, there's always like, I'm the tough one. And the, yep. yeah, no, 100%. Yep. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Because there's only two types of women in the world. In the <laughs> exactly. Madonna Mama bear and, and danger bear. I say Madonna and whore, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> but moment wise. <laughs> Sorry. I think the coolest moment, Dom confronting the guy and him being like, tell your sister I said hi. And then oh, yeah. almost I wrote that down dropping yep. an engine on his face, but catching yeah. it right next to his face and being like, you know, like, don't talk about my sister. I'm still <laughs> here, you fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a pretty – like, that's something that, like, I could never see myself ever, ever getting close to doing. So I had that written down, and I had Heather's oil tanker. But I have three toward the end. So number one, so Heather, there was, in the first movie, there was an entire plot line that was cut out where Mia was studying to become a nurse. She was a nursing student. Yes. And we see her studying like a science textbook in one shot, which you might remember more as like the side boob shot where it's like, hey, we need to see almost Mm -hmm. naked Jordana Brewster. Like (laughs) she takes her shirt off. She turns around, throws her shirt. But she's got a science book. So like she's studying or whatever. So it's fine because she's sexy and smart. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. But there are two deleted scenes where she's talking about like becoming a nurse and whatever, right? A doctor, so, a doctor. Is it a doctor? Because yeah, Dom she says, says she's nursing. Pre-med. Dom keeps telling her she's going to be a nurse. She keeps telling Brian that she's going to be a doctor. But didn't so, we just talk recently about her being a nurse, or is it a doctor? She says I'm pre-med, like something. Oh, and I can't remember what's what anymore. What's right and what's wrong. She's going to become a medical professional. Yes, she's Let's in, say that. Yes. She's studying science to be a medical professional. Wow, yes. some fans you are. Oh, boy. Well, These it's are all deleted, deleted scenes. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved her flexing her skills when she heals Dom, where Brian's yes. like, I didn't know who else to call. And she's like, of course, it's my brother. And then she doesn't take the bullet out because the bullet went through. But, like, she patches him Sutures up. So I thought him, yeah. it was very cool for her to be like, no, I'm more than just, like, well, I guess it's still, you know, maternal but it's like i can do things i can heal you i'm the medic i'm the support class essentially right so like her doing that i thought was very cool i also think is very cool this is kind of obvious but the prison break at the very end where dom's like smiling on the bus because he hears his car and there's brian and jordana brian and mia and whoever else i don't remember we figured it out at some point right but like maybe tego maybe santo i don't know somebody in the third car that is super cool and that will directly set up spoiler sort of Directly set up Fast Five, which we're going to cover next time. But underrated cool moment that I want to mention is and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know the, con, the, the, the the reason he says what he says. Dom's kind of making fun of Brian for like having the wool over his eyes or whatever. And he says to Brian, you still put milk and cookies out for Santa Claus? And Brian says, yeah. Like <laughs> earnestly, quietly. <laughs> I still do it. And I just think it's so <laughs> funny and sweet and cool that he's just like, yeah, I still do it. Like, it's it's yeah. Christmas, man. So, like, I just love that element. I had never heard Brian say, yeah, like, I remember the milk and cookies line, but I had never heard him say, yeah, because like, then he immediately pivots to, like, oh, they're here. We got to get ready or whatever. But, like, yeah. him just being like, yeah. I, I just, do. like, I was so it was so cool. I loved it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
But Heather, let's talk about the movie. What did you love? What did you hate? I know you hated the fridging and the killing of Letty, but like, what about this? Is it just the way that it like kind of felt? But what did you really like about Fast and Furious? It was like two was a cohesive story that you could follow from the beginning and didn't have to wait 40 minutes sure. in to get the exposition. The pacing felt good. I, you know, um, it moved really well. This movie did a much better job at the relationship between Brian and Dom than the first okay. one. Vin did a better job, I think, in, in his acting in here, too. And obviously, he's done more. Noted Vin Diesel critic Heather Antos yeah. levying credit in his way. I, wow. I will say, though, in, in Los Vandaleros, I did, uh, I was texting my friend while i was watching it and i i did make a comment of like he thinks he's a much better actor than he really is <laughs> like, there's one moment in los vandaleros where he's like right before letty shows up and he has like the other two girls with him you know he looks at the one and then he looks at the other <laughs> and then he looks up and has a smirk on his face and i'm just like you think you're real smooth right now <laughs> Isn't acting really just confidence, though? And he's got confidence. He definitely does. He definitely has confidence. Yeah, acting's more, much more than confidence. Nah, it's I'm just sure confidence. We can go with that. I think it's just confidence. But yeah, okay, okay let's go. great. It was just like I said. It was just fun popcorn. It it wasn't. It, it got a good balance of what you can get away with without it feeling over the top, stupid, or cheesy. Yeah. And I'm sure this is what the rest of the franchise is. I was just going to say, this This is pretty much the line we teeter for the whole right. franchise. Um, but I was going to say, like, I'm sure this is what the rest of the franchise is. It's, it's you know, it's the car stunts and stuff like that. And I and I think I wrote, and dead, and you're dead, and you're dead, and all these people are dead. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. all of these. <laughs> like, so many civilians die in these movies, yes. So many civilians, but also, like, so many of, like, Braga's, like, gang members. Like, they're all dead after yeah. that time. Like, they're dead. They're they're 100% dead. Or even in that first, like, street race with Braga, you know, when they're in the... It's LA, right? Yeah. Yep. They're mm -hmm. racing in those streets, like, hitting the medians and all this stuff. I'm he like, flips the kid in the, the BMW. Like, that car right, just like, spirals. Like, they're dead. <laughs> no survivors, no. There are no survivors. You know, they say God killed uh, thousands of people in the Bible and Fast and Furious killed more. And they never really address it. Like, we've talked about this before, like... In the new DCEU, like, they have aftermath to the Man of Steel fight, right? Where, like, people kind of hate Superman because, like, they just he just destroyed Metropolis or whatever. Well, it's a just, huge like, deal in MCU, too. Like, a huge The deal. Sokovia, like, the whole everybody exactly. is, like, wary of them, right? Yeah. And so exactly. then here, uh, they're just like, yeah, no, like, <laughs> there are action sequences in future movies Literally, where it's, it's like... it's never acknowledged. <laughs> oh, like, you caused tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars in damage like dozens of injuries or worse fatalities and it's just like yeah all right we're we're good they're only ever pissed at them for their like crimes they're never pissed at them for like destroying a city or murdering a bunch of people it's just like you guys definitely were like involved with this gangster that's it that's all they care about like whenever they're like wanted and stuff so yeah yeah no for sure i will say the one thing i was sad where was my boy bilkins he's never back Is unfortunately he, yeah. he was he's my gone. favorite gone. character yeah well, then i'm i'm out guys i'm out for the rest <laughs> of the i was in it for bilkins i feel like he's a character that might come back like that's like somebody that they might he was Is so he still... fun there are other characters who like who kind of replace him in one way or another. So you'll see. You'll see one. But You're like right. Bilkins, Bilkins is, cannot be replaced. 
I know. Kinda. Often imitated, never duplicated. I know, but like it's it's there's some there there's some surprises in store. I do want to ask you a very important question, which I'm sure absolutely totally fooled you. Uh, were you surprised <laughs> by the Braga is Campos Campos's Braga reveal? Oh no, I called it from like the very first scene. Like, or yeah. not the very first, you know, when they're like, we're here to street race and I'm up here like playing golf on this fucking. <laughs> He's a top golf, yeah. yeah. No, it's not really top golf because, like, it's, well, maybe it is because, like, underneath it's just like, the, you know, his tuner lot, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I like to, to imagine that he's just at, he invited them to top golf to, to, set, off, to set off their their illegal for race. one of my birthday parties at top golf that's where they kicked off the race exactly. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like I, i'm imagining he was like yeah i think i'm gonna go to top golf tonight and, then, and gal's like don't you need to like organize the street race to like rug, run the drug yeah, money they can come here yeah he's like just have them meet us they can just race on the 405 it's fine i already put the thousand dollar down payment on the on the stall we're going we're going we can't get that I'm money back i'm not canceling this again i told you <laughs> But I do think that Braga and also Dwight are both kind of like, and I don't know if I ever made this comparison before, very sort of spiritual successors to Edwin, to Ja Rule from the first one. Because like, they're the only three characters who talk about themselves in the third person. Like, Edwin's a man who knows some things. And, like, Dwight likes feet. And, like, Braga, like, I would die for Braga. Like, he's playing a little bit of uh, misdirection there. But, like, mm-hmm. they're all, like, they're the only people, like, all these are, like, false sense of bravado who talk about, like, how great I am. But, like, it's not me. It's Braga is Braga is Braga, Braga, Braga. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like, in that opening scene, I was like, it's either going to be the guy, right, talking, or it's going to be, you know, Scarface, who had a... Phoenix. You know, I think his name is Phoenix. Well, yeah. I call him Scarface. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Because <laughs> that's how I identified him in my notes. <laughs> that's perfect. At a certain point in the movie, either the villain is someone that we've never met before, which would not be yes. narratively satisfying, no. or like there's a very limited number of people it could be. And it's like, well, it's, it's got to be him. It's Gal Gadot. It's definitely not. Like she's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not that far in these movies yet. Like you can't, Yeah. <laughs> But, like, she's sexy lampposting. Hey, GPSs are a big deal in this movie. It's a very big deal. Shout out to Nikon. Cool. The license is for Braga. The number is for me. It's like, ooh, gal. Okay. But she is cool, though. She's she's super cool. I liked her jacket. I was a fan. The jacket's cool. All of, yeah, yeah. She was, that's, I was watching it, though. I was just like, she is such a baby. (laughs) Yeah, what year was she born? I wonder how old she is. Is she younger than me? Probably. I'm I'm scared to learn this. Gal Gadot. (laughs) I'm guessing born in 88. 85. Oh, she's older than me. Okay. Yeah, I was oh, cool. Say, I think she's she's a little older. So she's going to be 36 in April. April 30. Happy almost birthday to her. She's an yeah. April baby too. I do want to say, and this is sort of a spoiler for a future movie. Not really. It's just somebody who's in it. But in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, there is uh, the actress Vanessa Kirby. She was just nominated for a Golden Globe today. So shout out to our oh, very yeah. own Hattie Shaw, Vanessa Kirby, for a Golden Globe nomination for That's Pieces fair. of a Woman. So yeah, our very own beloved Hattie Shaw, Golden Globe nominated, bringing some credibility to our franchise true what else about this movie did you like heather or do you want to just talk about things you don't like any anything you want to do For, I, I liked it all it's fun i'm just i just like cool. to be nitpicky that's a podcast i like that vin is just like now a detective you know <laughs> <laughs> in this film like they go yeah. 
they go to the scene of the crash where, where Letty was killed and he's like oh. looking around like he's following tracks and like blood spatter <laughs> and stuff and and you know he they have that like you know visual he's like visualizing exactly what happened and I'm like yeah really yeah he can do this that's cool <laughs> well he senses it just just by feel that's like, true yeah it's a very Will Graham and Hannibal which I think is what I always bring up but like it's just it's like the this is my design like just there's no way you could know what happened but like you see some burn marks okay like i know exactly what happened sure okay like he envisions the flip and then the guy getting out of the car and it's shockingly the exact silhouette (laughs) whoa so weird yeah right so (laughs) that was really funny and and but you know what vin's a better detective than uh, brian that's i'm gonna i'm gonna put that right there Ooh, i like that twist that's good i like that okay yeah brian never had like an intuition scene where he just like saw the whole crime play out in front of his face while he's there no because he doesn't give a shit about crime oh right yeah (laughs) you're right (laughs) he doesn't he's like he's he's a bruiser like he just you know it's so funny in the real world like Dom is the bruiser, but he's really good at detecting things. And Brian is like supposed to be a detective, but he just like uses muscle as much as he can and but doesn't get anything done. Dom is so much more intelligent than Brian is. Like Dom would probably actually make a very good FBI agent. Yeah, he has the size. He has the brain. Technical yeah. abilities. Yeah. He can be like stoic and cal- like he's good under pressure. He's very, very good under pressure. Brian, not so much. Brian is very impulsive. <laughs> well, Brian's getting there. He's improving in slight ways. He's less He's less of a hothead this movie than he was in the he first movie. Is. yeah. And the second movie, too. But, you know, over the course of the franchise, I do think that the actor that gets, and this is going to sound grammatically incorrect, but I think it's right, the most better uh-huh. is Paul Walker. I think that he settles into the role or just, you know, like Joe was saying, maybe just has more acting, you know, years under his belt. But like everybody changes and gets better and more comfortable and whatever. But like, I do think that you see a noticeable difference in his character, his portrayal between the time, you know, the first movie and when he passes away in seven. Right. So like shout out to him because I think he really does step it up and like deliver more as Brian. That's good to to hear because he is definitely still again he held his own in this and I will give him that because oh my god I hated him in the first one I hated him so much <laughs> when I started watching it and then you know we did that character quiz and he said I was his character I was offended I was very offended and very upset I'm glad you're coming around oh, I, I still don't you like see him. you seem like you're coming around even if it's just a little bit like you're, yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. there I'm not I'm not a f- disgusted now now i'm just kind of like really i think what also helps is that like the movie's casts get bigger mm-hmm. and so he's asked to do less and so by not being well, the central focus of everything that's, yeah this isn't his story they tried to make the first one his story and the second one was still a yeah his story and about him and this one wasn't about him it wasn't his story it, this this movie was about like kind of the situation and how they're all connected but it wasn't his story driving it which i think is another thing of why i enjoyed it more because it felt more we're just kind of like observing these characters and how their lives are intertwined rather than following this cardboard character of a man we're still kind of sort of seeing it from his perspective but like this is actively dom's revenge story yes hundred percent. And I think that goes a lot, a long way into, I mean, what you just said, but also what we talked about 
two movies ago where like Brian, it's not really his, like it's kind of his story, but it's more Dom. But like, this is like very clear, like there's a clear protagonist here. And even if we're seeing it from Brian, it's all stuff that like we understand because there is a history and we know why Dom is doing this and like what it means to him and to us. Totally. No, I, I agree with that. I do wonder though, because I mean, you, you did make that 10 year promise that 10 years later, you're going to watch the first movie again. <laughs> yeah. And like, I do wonder, like, I, I think that there is a certain element of. I put a notification in my calendar. I just want you to know. Did you Thank really? you so much. I did. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. <laughs> I do think that like there is a certain element. Word. Of these movies that like you like the characters, you kind of understand their motivations more. And so like, I I don't know that you're going to like the movie much more, but I do think that once you see where it goes, you'll just be like, okay, like I understand the dynamics here. And like, it's a little bit rough around the edges, but I think it makes more sense in retrospect than like diving in. Oh, I I don't disagree with that. And I think I said that, you know, last time it's still going to be a a pretty bad movie to me. It's going to be your favorite movie of all time. Whenever you choose to walk down the aisle, you're going to walk down to Los Bondoleros or the Bondoleros song because mm-hmm. that is just it's going to be tied to your DNA. How else can we, you know, you're going to have Corona. Like it's just it's going to become a part of who you are, Heather. Like you're going to drop penguins and just adopt cars. That might be too far. That might be too oh, far. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You can't you can't say those things to me. There's no penguins, though. There's that's a real shortcoming of the series. And I know we've it, talked about this before, but, you, you know, we never even there's no animals really at all. Yeah, because well, yeah, if there were, they'd all be dead. I, I know. But you think that, like, one of them would have a dog or something, right? Like, doesn't Brian or Dom seem like a guy that – I guess they're always on, like, the run. No, they strike – Dom strikes me as a cat person. Hey, um, I, have a, I have a sort of a weird question for you. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but does, Superman has a dog named Crypto, I yes. think. Or maybe Superboy. But it's Crypto. Does Crypto eat? Um, I'm sure he does. Is he – because he can fly, I believe, right? Yeah. Yes, he can. What I'm trying to get at is the family needs a dog like Crypto that is like more resistant, like fueled by our yellow by sun. By gasoline? By gasoline yes. or Nas? A gasoline dog? Like Nas? Oh my God. They just feed him Nas all the time. Just a bowl of Nas that he laps uh, he up. Does, he does need to eat, drink, and sleep. Okay, cool. So there you go. Does Superman need to eat? Yes, he does need to eat. The, the sun like fuels his powers. Okay. And then I think there's a super cat too. I think it might be Supergirl has a cat maybe? maybe that i'm less familiar on my dad's a big superman fan so i know that we like i just had action figures growing up and i know that i had a super dog and a super cat and a new crypto but i don't know the cat's name but yeah okay interesting um what else about fast and furious anything else any other major notes thoughts criticisms <sighs> compliments that you want to dole out nothing huge i i did uh make a note in here in the last scene or not in the last scene but in the um i guess when they're in the tunnels or before they get in the tunnels, you know, when Braga's gang is going f- off after them. Okay. Vin is, like, now a sniper and just, like, shooting people while driving. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what can he do? He's a detective. He can drive like this and is a badass, and now he's a sniper. <laughs> well, I can promise you that that gets worse I'm as sure the series goes on. Everybody is very good at everything of course they are um oh and then and then another fun moment for me this was on my short list for cool moments when uh braga like will not shut up in the car and is laughing at paul walker the entire time and paul walker just elbows him in the teeth it's like the best (laughs) 
Brian has like a level of like, I guess it's self-respect or just like tolerance and just like, I, I'm not going to like, again, with Stasiak too, it's just like, yeah. I'm not going to let you cross the line. I have some sense of self-worth yeah. and like, I'm just going to like, you know, respect me as a man. Well, and it's, and it's uh, like, dude, who's in charge here? I really don't care for your safety, you know? There was, there was a lot of that, like, you know, petty justice in this movie that I really appreciated. <laughs> By the way, I looked it up. Uh, Streaky the super cat is Supergirl's cat. Streaky, Streaky. the super cat. She's an she, orange tabby. She is very cute. Yeah, Joe, I sent you a picture on Facebook, too. So if nice. you want to take a look at Streaky the super cat. Oh, that's cool. And I think Crypto is white. I think I, I don't know what kind of dog is. Crypto is white. And then yeah. I remember that. There's Ace the Bat Hound. Ooh, I don't know Ace the Bat Hound. Okay, very cool. Ace the Bat Hound. Getting all our superhero pets. <laughs> Yeah. Joe, was there anything in this movie that you picked up on that you've never noticed before? I had like a weird, I forgot, but then remembered again moment when he, when they're about to do the race and he calls him a ghetto smurf. I was like, oh man, like he looks just like the kid from Gone in 60 Seconds. And then he's like, oh, you look like a ghetto smurf. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. That's only, I thought that because we talked about that it's like a direct Right. From that. I will say that the diner that they they eat in, where they have the iconic line about yes. like you ever think you're the bad guy pretending to be a good guy, he goes every day, or like you know that whole conversation. Yeah. Like that diner looked a lot like the diner that we just covered in the turbocharged prelude, a totally different diner, but just like you know window seat, Brian on the right, girl on the left, Minka Kelly, where are you at? Next minute, and maybe. it also and it also reminds me of like like no spoilers, but it reminds me a lot of Hobbs and Shaw. But I think they just like diners in these movies. Like there's yeah, like and having a window seat makes Who sense. Who doesn't for like a like diner? Uh, God, that's again. I'm still so I I just want to be at a diner so bad. Like I don't understand people pre-vaccination going to diners. Like, do you really miss it that bad? But like the closer I get to like a reality where like I could be at a diner, I'm like I just want to like just hang out at a diner. You know, I'm watching Ted Lasso and like they're just drinking pints of beer in a pub. I'm like, fuck, like just like simple life's pleasure, you know, life's simple pleasures. So that's me. Like I would kill to just sit in a coffee shop. That's that's it. I just coffee shop right up there. Yeah. But like I want to be in a world where like you don't feel self-conscious about the no mask like just been there or like having people like walk in and like this like social like I want to be like a year into the future where like hopefully like things are you know what I mean? So wait a year and find out. Yeah. I'll just go to sleep for a while. Yeah. Also, diners are like gross places. So like this is like this is like low on the tier. Like oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree yeah, yeah. that like I want to go to a diner, but like that's like a very terrifying place for me. Well, right that's now. also like the, the the secret, the silver lining of all this is that like I kind of hated going out to eat because I just feel like you know like if it's with like certain friends or whatever, like it's fine. But like going out with, like my parents or whatever, I'm just like this just takes so long. Like I'd rather just like eat at home and like do whatever. Yeah. But like when I'm not eating out anymore, you know what I mean? Like it's just like eventually restaurants will be back in the future. But you know, eventually you'll be able to. Host to barbecue again is what you're saying exactly yeah my barbecue this year was just me and four friends playing video games inside Aww. so not exactly <laughs> any other thoughts any other notes you want to play a couple games let's play some games play a couple games first game up this ain't no 10 second race aka boy do we have a podcast for you this is where we go on the bird app twitter.com boy do we have a podcast for you Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. To find people who might be interested in our podcast, Heather already sent me her tweet. I have one as well. So, Joe, while you find yours, I'm going to review last episode's I got picks. mine. I found YOSB crying face emoji AWOL at Bont Mercy, which is the best Fast and Furious movie in the franchise, and why is it better luck tomorrow? <laughs> oh, nice. Good one. Voting the podcast for you. Nothing. Nothing from Bont Mercy. Joe, you found Daegu Kittens to the Seventh Power B N H A Leaks. I don't remember that being the name. At Braddy Bakugao. 
normalize naming your child after your favorite movie. Come too fast, too furious. Let's buy ice cream. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Mm. Heather, you found a quote tweet. Drove my cousin's GTI. They're solid, classy, and comfortable. Let us not mention speed. Turbo. And then Capoli at Chimpololo said turbocharged cars are just amazing. They are really a boy racer's dream car. Tr- dream come true. I must one day drive a Germany-made. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Yes! Mm. Once again, over three. Swinging I think we are a collective maybe over nine with Heather, or maybe we have one. Like it's it's been rough sledding. Yeah, yeah. we've we've had none for me. Yeah. It's tough. Joe, when you would you like to read your tweet first? Yes, I just sent you one. I'll I'll explain how I picked it after. It's from Michael Roche at BatQuinn5801. It says, Happy birthday to Greg Sipes. At Greg Sipes, the voice actor who played Beast Boy in Teen Titans, Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2012, Danny Rand Iron Fist in Ultimate Spider-Man, and Kevin Levin in Ben 10 Alien Force. Have an awesome birthday, my dude. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Do you know who Greg Sipes is? No, but I know you just talked about Turtles with Mike. Is that related to that at all or no? Greg Sipes is Dwight from this movie. Oh, cool. And he actually responded to that tweet, but oh, nice. But I didn't want to reply to like Greg Sipes to be like, listen to Too Fast, Too Forever. So here's what, here's what I think. So here's what, what? I'm going to do. What? I like to retweet it as we always do, but I'm going to reply to Michael Roach and I'm going to leave Greg Sipes on copy. I'm going to say, you forgot his best character of all, Dwight. He, yes, a lot of people mentioned that like, we love you as Dwight in Fast and the Furious. So that sounds perfect. I agree. Yeah, I didn't know that he voiced the Ninja Turtle. I mean, like, that's pretty on brand for us, right? Like, that's really where we go, so. All right. Heather, can you please hit us with your hit us with your tweet, please? Absolutely. This tweet is from AJ at 29 Homicide. Ooh. January 27th uh, tweeted, Fast and Furious 9 will be the best movie of 2021. Mark my words. And literally right before my eyes, as I was reading it, uh, someone just interacted with this tweet. So I'm... Well, it's I'm, Joey. Uh, did he already? I liked it and retweeted it. No, this wasn't Joey. Oh. Do you want me to customize it or just say, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Uh, no, I want you to post what I emailed you. Uh, taking the box it? office one quarter mile at a time. Oh, oh, right. Yes, 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 nice. yes. Yes. I saw that. I wasn't sure. I thought that was maybe just a... You know, a sweet nothing between you and me, but I guess I guess it makes no, more sense. No, it wasn't meant for you, Joey. It wasn't meant for you. Okay. Okay. It was meant for AJ at twenty nine homicide. All right, and I found Pia Josephson at Prince's Pia. This is a spoiler. <laughs> it's so dumb. This is a spoiler from Fast and Furious Nine, and it's a quote tweet of the Pal Dome at Hamanacart six seventeen. Okay. Says John Cena has completed the transformation into a GTA loading screen. So there's a picture here of John Cena holding a Mountain Dew inside a pink car with green interiors, and he's in a Hawaiian shirt and short white shorts, and it is truly... I don't, it's, it's wonderful. I don't know oh what's God. going on. I don't know what they're marketing here. Oh man, this where the fuck did John Cena take this picture? Yeah, that's an incredible picture. I want that car. I want I that want look. Everything. I want the car. Yeah, yeah. man. I don't want Gosh. the Mountain Dew. I'll take the Mountain Dew too. That looks like a, it doesn't look like a code red. It has something special label. I don't know what that is. This is like a very small car that he's driving to. Oh, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yeah incredible very good i like it cool very very cool all right we have one more game to play okay and that is a game called dude what's my car dude what's my car 
What? Car, dude. So Heather has elected to, you know, she won the coin toss, Joe, and she has elected to defer every week. So she will be helping me out every week That's that she's fine. on. Cool. So I forwarded her a car picture from Jerry, subject line, appropriately, car pick. Oh, wow. In the words of DJ Khaled, quote, another one. Another one. <laughs> this is a British car. Okay. And I will tell you, this is gonna. This might be a big hint, but I don't think it's going to help you. It was driven by James Bond in the movie Dr. No. To be specific, the one I think he drove was color Lake Blue. Lake Blue. Ooh. But the movie Dr. No came out in 1962. Okay. So this car is from 1961. Okay. It is British. Okay. Its rear view mirrors, I will say, are mounted on the hood. Okay. Yeah. Like in front of it, like right yeah. in front Correct. of things. Yeah, 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 cool. You know, you get a good uh, view of your windshield. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, car is green. The one he drove is blue, but this one is green, Jeff. It's, okay. uh, it's a two-door. I don't know if he said that yet. Nope. No. Red interiors. Red interiors. They look Ooh. leather in this picture. Yeah. Sure do. They look leather. Um, the driver's okay. seat is on the right side, as is customary in the UK. As is tradition. Yes, as is tradition. What was James? Okay, so I'm torn between two makes or two makes. Well, here's a huge hint. I have never heard of the company. Oh really? fuck! Really? I don't oh, know. The I company. thought this was a more popular. Okay. What are your two? Just in case I'm wrong here, Joe. What were your two? Is it Aston Martin and something else? In Jaguar? Neither of those. Is it an MG? Nope. Okay, not Aston Martin or Jaguar. No, not a McLaren. You would know that. Correct. What was... I will say the manufacturer is also a maker of bread. A maker Probably a different of... company, though. Same same name, though. <laughs> I thought that James Bond only drove, like, Aston Martins and Jaguars. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, maybe back in Dr. No, but, you know, that's almost 60 these years are, ago These now, are still right? the early, early films, so this is... Early, early. Yeah. yeah, these are still the super early James Bonds, so I think the Aston Martins came on literally in the next... Movies? Realm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is literally on the cusp. Because Doctor No is the first James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the very first James. Yeah, Bond yeah, movie. it's the very first one, and so I think they like kind of identified him in the next one. And you didn't know it was a car maker, but they make bread. Interesting. Would I know the car maker? I've heard of it before. So does it still does it still exist? Are they still in business, Joey? No. Let me find out. You, Heather says no. I don't think they are. Got to go to disambiguation. Let's see here. Business? Okay. It was a British motor car manufacturer with its works at Moorfields in Blakenhall, a suburb of Wolverhampton in the con- county of Staffordshire, now West Midlands. Does that help you? Love. That's really funny. That's like my Wolverhampton is my favorite English Premier League team. Wolverhampton? Yes. So they were presumed liquidated in 1967. They were founded in 1905. So this car came almost at the very end. Yeah. This, so this car ended the last. So there's uh, what we're looking at is a series two of this car. This car okay. had, had uh, up to five series. The last series ended in 68. So this is a, a series two. And on some, some wiki facts right now for you. Okay. Only 19,956 of this uh, model of car were made. Well, to be fair, that's about 19,944 more than some other cars that we've guessed on here. So by comparison, that's yes. a, that's this is well, a that's car what, that's no, all over that's the place. What, but like, I've, sure, I've, yeah, no, that's know. good. That's good. I 
always watch the Wolverhampton Wanderers. And there was this kid in one of the Facebook groups for the team, and he had a Penguins logo as his profile. And I was like, this is really strange. Like, how many people like these two teams? They're, like, vastly different, right? Yeah. Like, in two different places. And so we became friends, and we talk online about both teams. And I once asked him, like, what was the industry in Wolverhampton? Like, everybody's like, like, I was like, what's it like, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I've never been there. Like, what's the town like? He lives there. And so he's like, you know, it's kind of dead, whatever, whatever. And I was like, what was the industry you had at one point? And he was like, oh, car manufacturing. So, like, I know that there was a car manufacturer there. I don't remember what the name of the car manufacturer was. But he's definitely mentioned it to me before. This is very strange. Oh, that's funny. Like a very small world connection. This car recorded a top speed of 98.6 miles per hour or 158.7 kilometers per hour for our UK fans. Uh, The acceleration uh, from 0 to 60 in 13.6 seconds. Even though it was presumed liquidated in 1967, it was still used as a marquee name on New Cars till 76, then became a model name for Chrysler for three years, and then oh. to Talbot for two more years until it was discontinued. Wait, what's that last part, to Talbot? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Neither do I. So the okay. car name is yes. both a maker of bread and an astronomical object, and then the uh, model... Mercury? Mercury? No. You're getting close... Sort of. Yep. And then the the model is a type of skiing. Alpine. Yes. Correct. Yep. 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 Okay. What's... Who made the Alpine? I a don't. Bread I don't manufacturer. Know. That's also an astronomical object. Moonbeam. Oh, oh you're so, so close. close. You're so close. Think bread. Think. Uh, that's what I was trying to do. What's the what's it's think moon... shitty not, white not bread. Not the moon, but the sunbeam. There you go. The okay. Sunbeam Alpine. Very, very cool. I don't the skiing thing, like that was just a random guess, but like, okay, moonbeam, sunbeam bread. Okay. I do like that this game is becoming less about describing cars and more about like vague word association. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more fun for me, to be honest. Cool. That works. Uh, yeah. It was used. I'm looking on the Internet Movie Card database. It's been used in a ton of different things. It was used in the Man from Uncle TV show. Semi pictures. A bunch of different TV shows. I put it on Facebook for you. No, you can't look at it. TV show Pan Am with Margot Robbie from 2011 to 2012. It was back in the 60s. Ooh. Been used in a ton of different British TV series all over the place. So I guess it was a very common and very popular car. Sunbeam Alpine. Yeah. Dude, that's a good stump. That's a really, really tricky one because I was for sure it was going to be an Aston Martin or uh a jaguar right like i think that's what's cool about it that like yeah i would say i would guess that bond super fans know that but if you don't like i've never heard of did you know sunbeam as a manufacturer either of you i didn't i don't know if i knew it as a manufacturer but i knew it because of james bond okay like i knew the car uh you know as one of james i'm a huge james bond aficionado that's cool. That's really cool. I have never seen really any before. I saw before the Daniel Craig era, I have seen one, which is A View to a Kill. So I was what? going to start watching them this year. Yeah, I just never oh, watched them because like, I'm going to start watching this year. So like if I had seen literally any of them, I would have seen this car, but I have not gotten to Dr. No yet. So. I've seen a I bunch will. of them with my dad. My favorite one ever is Never Say Never Again when he That's plays the one. game. That's my favorite. That's yeah. The- I just I just forced Tyler last year to watch. We watched all the Daniel Craig ones because he had never seen them. I haven't seen a bunch of the Daniel Craig ones. Well, <laughs> watch every other one. Okay, every <laughs> other one is really good. <laughs> I saw Casino Royale, but 
my friend and I. Like, I can't imagine a, you liking a movie less than that, because that is very slow, like them just playing poker for a long time. Wait, so we we saw that movie in New York City, like 16 on muscle relaxers and drunk. Oh my god. And it's slow. That's what I, like, I just remember just being there, just like, just melting into my seat for two <laughs> hours. And just being like, I don't know what the fuck happened in that movie. I guess that's probably better than you seeing Quantum of Solace, which takes place immediately following that. Like, if you haven't seen Casino Royale in a while, it's like, wait, what is, what's going on here? Yeah. Rachel loves that movie. She's been, she tried to get me to watch it like 500 times. Really? I don't think Quantum of Solace is that good. Skyfall is like legit. Skyfall and Spectre. And this new one's going to be great, I think. Skyfall? Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. That's like, that's probably the one of the four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Skyfall is just all around superb in my opinion i love yeah, quantum of solace is i don't think anybody's favorite no quantum of solace is when they tried we're gonna have a james bond universe and connect to these films mm. and then try and give him a sob story and and make him more <laughs> human and you know a for effort <sighs> that's how well speaking of a for effort a for you today heather thank you for joining us yeah Hello. thank you you seem to be fitting in here you're warming up bit. you're warming up yeah well it helps when the movies get better <laughs> well, <laughs> that's totally subjective because they might get a lot worse too that's true well, well we will find out won't we because we <laughs> the next one is the best one i will tell you that much right now the next movie we're doing with you two weeks from today fast five it's arguably the best one yeah I that's think so. what everyone on twitter told me everyone told me that's the best one are there any prequels I'm watching for this? No, one? this is the. I was I was joking about this in the intro before you joined us that this is the only one after the next. Well, no, it's all weird. No, you're only you're only doing this. You're only doing five. Yeah, only do we, five. not to confuse you. Just watch five. Just Perfect. watch five. That's all you have to do is just watch five straight through. Watch five. But Joe, in between now and then. In between time and the meantime. Sure. Space Hog in the meantime. We are doing a movie that I know you love that I have never seen before. What? Akira. Oh, I yeah. love it. I haven't Akira. seen Akira in forever, though. Wait, wait, Joey, you haven't seen it? Correct. I've never seen Akira. Really? So I just got to see it in Japanese, what, 2018 at a theater they were playing Ooh, in? Okay. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Uh, that was really really cool and like it was my first time getting to see it on like a big screen and it kind of like i now kind of don't want to watch it again unless it's on a big screen yeah i feel you you know because the animation is just like so cool and so ahead of its time if you listening along at home want to follow along you can watch it for free on hulu so it's available to watch on hulu for free if you want to join us and watch it on hulu or you can whatever funimation is maybe some kind of anime streaming service i don't know it looks like it's free there too but hulu for free if you have a hulu subscription so akira next week fast five with heather in two weeks but heather what you got going on what do you want to plug anything new since you were last here well speaking of akira it doesn't come out actually until later this summer but uh a great time to plug it's out there you can start talking about it now i am editing a new uh book called the harbinger at valiant that i have Mm. been pitching as a punk rock akira Ooh, cool so if you're a fan of punk rock or a fan of akira look up the harbinger from valiant entertainment coming to you this summer very cool very very cool and you're at heather antos everywhere important right everywhere important but heather thank you so much for joining us and we can't wait to have you back and hopefully you will come in you know guns a blazing spirits high Ooh. after seeing fast five fingers crossed the, the bar's set high now everyone's telling me it's the best it's hyped so 
It's hyped, yeah. yeah. For all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. By the time this hits our main feed, there will be a bonus episode of Varsity Blues out to patrons only at TooFastTooForever.com. So if you want to hear us talk about football and my microphone laugh and all sorts Joey, of other things. Laugh at Joey for like 40 minutes is what it is. It's not even like laughing at me like in a way that I'm offended by. It's just no. like laughing with me. It's it's yeah. a very weird. It was a very loosey-goosey recording. So it's very loose, yeah. Varsity Blues at TooFastTooForever.com. Again, email family at cageclub.me in our store at TooFastTooForever.shop. I got the email from TeePublic. It's on sale twice this month. I don't know. Check it out. Middle of the week. Yeah. I think the second and fourth week. Who knows? Just poke around. See what's going on. TooFastTooForever.shop. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Heather Amtos. And we'll tell you all about it. When we see you.